Hey everybody, praise the Lord. Yes, welcome to In To His Word Podcast. We're back today, tonight, this afternoon. We're going to build a foundation for the seven seals. The foundation. So, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to open our hearts, open our minds as we read and study your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to set the foundation here for the seven seals. Uh, This could be a lengthy Bible study. We'll see how it goes because we may have to talk about the tribulation period a little bit since the seven seals has a little bit to do with that. So if you have your Bible, you know, I always mention, open your Bible as we open the Bible study. So take a moment here and let's open your Bible to the book of Habakkuk or Habakkuk or Habakkuk. All right. So we're going to go to Habakkuk chapter one and verse eight. Today, we're going to be talking about the four horsemen. And no, not the motorcycle club. Here in California, growing up, there was a club called the Four Horsemen. And and they're probably still around. I don't know. But we're not going to be talking about the motorcycle club. Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 8. The horses... Their horses also are swifter than leopards. They are more fierce than the evening wolves, and their horsemen shall spread themselves. And their horsemen shall come from afar. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. Now, the horses are very important here because in the book of Revelations, chapters uh, 6, Uh, We have some of the seals, uh, at least four of them, that are open. uh, And that's why we call them the four horsemen. uh, Symbolic of specific types of instruction. We have the horses that are different colors, representing different things. So there's right there, there's a little bit that needs to be uh, looked at. Uh, Why a horse? Well, they're swift, they're fast, they're powerful, they're mighty. Uh, Horses were used in battle by Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. And without these horses being used with their swiftness, speed, and agility, and with their strength and leaping and their uh, obedience to the commands, I believe that these the victories that was wrought by Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great may not have been able to take place so easily. Uh, even Saul was killed in battle with the Alam- Amam- Amalekites who outfitted their chariots with horses. So if you get a horse that's trained right, fearful, fearless, 
uh, you can do some damage that was shown through history, biblical history and secular history. So if you have your Bibles, let's go on into uh, Revelations chapter one, uh, chapter six, excuse me. Turn there with you. Revelations chapter six. And uh, start at verse one. And I saw the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard as it were a noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see verse two. And I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given to him that he went forth conquering and to conquer. Well, let's take a look. And right now we notice that uh, the white horse, uh, white is the color of sunlight and the rainbow and it produces white. And we know white is used for purity or it could be used for purity, but not always in that sense of purity. Uh, we see that none was found worthy to open the the uh, the uh, the seals to the book, save the Lamb, who was found worthy. The Lamb, meaning Jesus Christ. Here, this is the Antichrist. Uh, on this first seal, on this white horse, because we see that he went forth uh, to conquer and conquering and also had arrows was given to him. So we know this by this, that this is the Antichrist. Um, we can also read about it in Ezekiel, Psalms, so forth. Uh, I'm going to condense this because I want to get in deeper to each one of these. I think it, I think it deserves that, but it's going to be a pretty lengthy study and it's going to take time to prepare all that. So, uh, someone once asked me, uh, which seal do you think that we're living under right now in today's day? Well, uh, I'm just going to shoot through these real quick, these seven seals, and I'll try to re answer that question. Uh, the second seal in Revelation 6, chapter 3, uh, Revelation 6, verse 3 through 4, it's a red, uh, a red or a scarlet horse, uh, which is for war for sufferings and redemption by many means of suffering. And we know that Jesus Christ paid the sins, paid the price for our sins and redeemed us with his precious blood. Uh, so this is a war horse, if you would. And let's go over to the black horse, which is in Revelations chapter six, verse uh, five through six which is going to cause famine. People have to work all day for a small amount of food, almost like it is today. Uh, I know it seems like my dollar doesn't go as far as what it used to, or my dollars 
doesn't go as far as what it used to, but it still goes. And I'm still able to juggle for now anyway to just to see uh, uh, what's going to happen in the future. Well, that's another thing. Uh, Lord willing, we won't be around here to uh, see about to partake of that. Then we have the pale horse, uh, verses seven and eight. Uh, in the Greek word, in the Greek, that word pale is coloris, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it would be like the color green or chlorophyll that's in plants. Uh, or uh, by definition of, of something green, uh, uh, something dying, sickly, dying. So really, this this pale horse is a horse of death. Have you ever looked at someone and you said, man, it looks like death is upon them because of the color, the tone of their skin? Maybe they're not getting enough oxygen, but and I, I don't know all of that, what, what goes on with that. But uh, that's something to consider and to think about. A quarter of the Earth's population will be killed by the sword, by famine and plagues and wild beast under this fourth seal. Remember, only one was found worthy to open the seals. And that was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Uh, the fifth seal in Revelation 6, 9 through 11 are those that were martyred for their faith in Christ during the tribulation. Hallelujah. So, these people were still here after the church had been taken away. There was still a group of people here that had gone through the tribulation. And as they're going through this tribulation, uh, the Bible tells us that God hears their cries for justice from under the altar. Now, this is thought that there's a couple of altars in front of the, at the temple. There's the altar of sin and the altar of sacrifice. Hallelujah. So perhaps they were under the altar of sin for their forgiveness of sins, asking for justification so that their sins would be forgiven as they've gone through this tribulation. And the Lamb opens the sixth one, the sixth seal. Revelations chapter 6, 12 through 14. The survivors of this all this tribulation, they're seeking refuge, try to run to the hills, try to run from the wrath to come, but there'll be no place to hide. Hallelujah. I suggest that if you're wavering in your faith in Christ Jesus, and if you have any reason to be concerned, this is one good reason. Because if you don't make it out and you have to go through this, all these tribulations and trials, then as you can see here, if you're a believer, that there'll be no place for you to hide. And the seventh seal, there's a silence in heaven. For about 30 minutes, Revelations 8 and 1. I often wondered what that 30-minute silence was. Could this be the judgments that led up to the close 
of the tribulation. So God needed some time to pass judgment on people. And if it only took 30 minutes, because there's going to be millions and millions and hundreds of people there, uh, he works pretty quick. But I guess he could. He's God. He can do what he wants to do. Since he's omnipresent, he can pass judgment like that is done. And after we get through all those seven seals, then we move into the seven angels. But we're not going to go into the seven angels because we really haven't finished the seven seals. I just wanted to give you some sort of introduction if I feel led to continue on the seven seals. Now, where do we fit right now, currently, under which one of these seals of the seven do we fit under as believers in the body of Christ? Is it, is it the first seal, the white one for the Antichrist? Is it the red seal for war? Is it the pill seal, the fourth seal, where that green color, which indicates life or living, and it's opposed to brown, withered and dying, you know, that greenish tone to someone's skin? Is it the third skin, uh, the third seal, the black horse, which causes famine and you have to work all day for a little bit of food? Could it be the fifth seal, martyred for faith in Christ Jesus during the tribulation? Well, it seems as if a little bit of all this could fit into each, into your life somewhere. So with that being said, I don't believe that we're in the tribulation period right now yet. Because as long as the church is still here, the church, meaning the believers, born again, baptized in Jesus' name, tongue-talking, holy-rolling, born-again believers in the liberating power of Jesus' name, those that believe in one God, one faith, one Lord, and one baptism, hallelujah, because the church, God's true church, is still here, then we have not yet begun to enter in to the period of tribulation. Oh, I know a lot of people, oh no, you don't know what you're talking about, Brother Petrus. Oh no, oh no, oh no, you're wrong. Oh, well, I hope you agree, but that's okay if you don't. Because we're going to go over, I have, a, I have some scriptures here that, re, that will help clear that up. And we'll go through that. Hopefully you'll study them out for yourself. In our next episode, uh, we'll call that the 16 proofs. But as for right now, where do we fit in the seven seals? I would say we don't. Right now, this day, we don't. Because the church of the living God is still here. I know times may be tough. Like I already said, we could find a little bit of each one of these symbolic 
uh, horses or seals. Uh, right now, we can find a little bit of everything in our life. Hey, but nobody said living this world is going to be easy. It's easier with Christ and it's harder without Christ. But for some, you may say it's harder without or easier without Christ and just vice versa. Remember, these four um, apocalyptic horsemen, they represent types of destruction. And that's their purpose of representation, destruction. And we've read about the different types of destruction. The horse is earthly. He represents power and flesh and swiftness. The heavenly power and spirit. Do we remember when Elijah was caught up in the whirlwind by the chariots of fire with the fiery horses? Hallelujah. Amen. So. Let us be conscientious. Let us read the word. Let us ask for understanding. And we'll get back to you again with some uh, scriptures regarding the pre-tribulation, pre-tribulation rapture of the church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.